This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. Da, da, da. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? ACSN there. Okay, and because it's not a supercar. But it is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Just the three good-looking ones tonight. Uh, Alum's coming on as well. Oh, four good-looking ones. Okay, <laughs> just qualified that, hadn't I? <laughs> Welcome to Car Talk. It is Tuesday night here at 98.9 Northwest FM. You are rocking with me, Matty J, David, the Interior Wizard Prince, and Scotty, the Snitch uh, Johnson. How are you guys? <laughs> How are you, gentlemen? Well, thank you. I'm good. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, thanks. Not too bad. What about yourself? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Just Busy with work and busy, uh, yeah, just just with life in general. Getting ready for Sakura picnic on Sunday, Scotty. You better be coming. I, yeah, I so. It's all yeah. good. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Good. Good. <laughs> I uh, I booked in the MR2, so that's ready. That's ready to go down there to the to Sakura picnic, which will be fun. You you're, you've organised a, a pre meet, I believe, David, which which I'll be meeting up with you guys and then just just tailing yep. into 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 the venue. Yes. So it, should be, it should be a good day. It should be a really good day. I'm excited. Yeah, forecast 24 degrees. I saw today. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a quaker. Um, yeah. it's a, it's it's t-shirt weather. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So cannot wait for that. That'll be that'll be good fun. We are also joined uh, by the one and only uh, Doctor uh, Dr. Alan Singh himself. He's joined us all the way from Canberra. Alan, how are you, mate? Pretty good, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Good to see you. Good to see you, mate. Good to see you. Uh, Alan, we're just talking about Sakura Picnic this Sunday. MR2's booked in. David Prince, you're taking the N1, I'm assuming? The N1's going that because it's allowed to go to that because it's of age, because of its age rather than classic Japan. So I've got a selection of a few that, that I could have taken. But as I say to you, Matty, on the weekend, I was starting to get very involved as to how I was going to physically get four, five, six, however many cars, you know, I'd like to swell the numbers. But, you know, at the end of the day, I thought, no, I'll book one in, I'll take it, I'll drive it there and I'll drive it home and then uh, don't have to worry about anything else and just have a good day. So that's the plan now. (laughs) That seems like a good plan. It seems like a very good plan. Uh, Scotty, we will see you there, uh, which will be exciting. So you'll be for, I want to actually see those bits on it. I reckon it looks good in the photos, so I reckon it'll look even better. On the day, Alan, obviously you're in uh, the nation's cap, so you won't be able to get down here unless you're down here for the weekend. I'll be, I'll be there in spirit. In spirit. <laughs> we'll send photos. We'll send photos. <laughs> and maybe go live. That'd be nice. Yes. And I, and I think David, like as as nice as it would be to have like a few of your cars there at the same time. There's also, I think, each car would give you that extra bit of worry. Absolutely. Of, like you know. <laughs> Whereas you're usually just worried about the one car and you know, something happening, and then you're like, you know, next thing you know, there's somehow four cars there. Oh, I, I can't imagine, you know, how much stress you'd be under. Just oh, I'm, sure. I'm not too worried about once they're there. It's it's the physically getting them there and then getting them back at the end of the day. You know, I'm sure that's, there's a, there's enough idle hands around if you really wanted to. No, that's the shame of it. I've had a couple of very kind offers, thank you, Matthew. But um, 
Yeah. I mean, I don't want to take you away from taking the Mr. Two. I mean, that's just, you know, that's got to be there. It's got, it's, it's an inaugural event. It is. Yeah. It's the first event I've, I've taken it to. Well, I mean, that, that little cars of coffee was kind of uh, like, a, it, was, it was more just like a, like a, little, like a little thing, but this is my first like big kind of event I'm taking it to. So I'm excited. I don't really take cars to, to events. I haven't taken cars to events in a very long time. So this is, uh, I mean, besides cars of coffee, uh, or highballs are always, always a good one to bought down at Bosch, but um yeah, like the last time I took I took anything was 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 there. So I'm I'm excited. I'm actually I'm actually chopping out a bit to, to to get out there on 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 Sunday. And I'm I think there are over seven hundred car. Uh, there are over six hundred cars booked in. Well, wow, it's going to be a massive event. It's going to be big. I'm I'm definitely excited for that. I'm I'm going to bring a picnic and uh, going to going to have going to have some sandwiches, which will be nice and. And it, it should be it should be a nice event. It should be a great day. So I'm really looking forward to. It. So for, for all those listeners who are listening live, uh, Sakura picnic this Sunday, Bundura Park. So that's about nine thirty, eh, David? Or uh, yeah, well, your cars have to be in place. The the gates close at ten, and then they're not open again till two. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and, and I think I think the gates are open from eight thirty till ten for cars to arrive. So get down there, be there, or be square, as they as they say. But no, if you if you like if you like your Japanese cars for the classic, modern, or, or or just plain interesting, definitely definitely get down there. It's 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 a lovely day. I went to the last one they had, um, and I, I saw I saw you. that's where I met you, Mr. Prince. That, that, that first it was time. it was actually that's right. So well, it's yeah, two years ago now. Two years ago, jeez, I know I'm a lucky man. Known you two years, David Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I've known Alan and Scotty a lot longer. No, it, it, it'd be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Cars that we think we're going to see there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see a couple more AW11s because the last time I was there, I did see a red one, and it, and it was, was, it looked pretty tidy. So hopefully, I can see, I'd see another one. But uh, I'm going to put a sign on my dashboard saying, "If you have any original wheels, please call me on this number." Excellent <laughs> so, idea. Excellent idea. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get, trying to get that, that set of wheels. Moving on, car updates we're going to talk before we get into tonight's topic, which is an interesting topic of car manufacturers. They're, they're good times, whether they sold great cars or and they're bad times, which which we'll which we'll get to a little bit later. But go around the screens, Alam Deep Singh, have you bumped into any more uh, <laughs> auto a porto drive uh, porto drive-throughs? No, I have not. I've been a little more careful, and uh, apart from that, the STI seems to be going great. I will note it is getting very cold here in Canberra. Uh, perks of being surrounded by mountains. I think at nights it does get, I think a couple of nights have been below zero, uh, definitely a few nights at zero, and just waiting for that nice uh, kind of crisp weekend morning that I can go for a nice drive in boost weather. Mm. <laughs> like Melbourne has nice boost weather, but cameras, I mean, it's a bit nicer, I think. I, I love this time of year because you're right. It, it, it is boost weather, boost weather time. I remember I was driving the Typhoon, oh geez, a couple of years ago, and and uh, I, I was I was out in the city one night, and then I was coming back, and um, the temperature, the outside temperature, was like two degrees. I was like, oh, and the, the car felt like it had another like twenty kilowatts. <laughs> it felt unreal. It felt really punchy, like just, and the the induction noise was louder, and it just was like sucking in that cold air. It's it's a, it's one of those, it's one of those great, you know, great turbo feelings. Scotty would have, would have felt that definitely in the. In the... I, I was going to say, you can definitely feel the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely feel it. Um, I mean, Scotty, you're, you're in Sunbury and you, and you get, it does get cold there. Mm-hmm. So I guess those mornings, uh, those Sunbury, those Sunbury runs, you, you'd be, you'd be loving it getting up to a hundred. Yeah. And some of those late night runs too. Definitely. 
when it's nice and cold. Yeah, turbo cars like cold weather um, for our for our, our lovely listeners. But it's good. It's good to see that uh, that your car's going well, Alan. I also keep forgetting to book in for those for Subaru. That's the other <laughs> thing I need, 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 need to make sure I do before the month is out. Hopefully, I'll be able to do it. We're gonna find you when it makes five. Go long. I don't. Only four days. <laughs> Can you imagine they void void my warranty? They're like, ah, oh, no, you break to a service within, you know, thirteen days of the the the, the expected date. No warranty for you, sir. <laughs> yeah. We'll speak about STIs in a minute because they released the final edition EJ25. They STI, did, and yeah. it sold out within I think a day. So the, all all the hundred and it was one hundred twenty five allocations or seventy five like really like small allocations just gone. So. That's definitely one for the collectors, I think. I think, uh, and it comes with uh, specifically gold style wheels, which um, uh, you know it would be interesting to see the full, I guess, combo hit. Considering we were discussing with Ed last time, yeah. like the blue car, the green calipers, and then you know, bam, the the gold wheels to see if it actually sits right or not. I think they're just trying to capture their inner youth again. Yeah, youth. like we, we you see the photo of the originals and um, with with the gold rims and everything else. And uh, it makes sense, but I'm like, I, in the olden days, you did not have lime green brake calipers going on. <laughs> you know? you realistically, like a lot of the STIs had gold calipers, which just kind of blended through with the rims. Unless this one is also going to have gold calipers, I'd be pretty. I think that'd be pretty sweet. Gold, gold, gold. Bloody <laughs> do! What's happening with you, man? Car updates. Uh, I got the fuel pump. Hey, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you installed it? Not, not yet. Yep, okay. But you know you can if you want to. That's the important thing. It's sitting there, it's ready to go, and uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to see that car on the road. As I said, Scotty, 2021 is the year for this car's getting on the road. I know, I hope so. No, just no, don't no, need no. any just don't want any setbacks. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear I hope so. I want to hear I know so. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's happening, Scotty. It's it's you, you gotta get this car on the road. This is the one hurdle. The... <laughs> uh, Mr. Prince. Uh, oh, a couple of things. We Our club had a car care day last Saturday, which is um, one of our committee members, I think I mentioned before, has got a, got a, a nursery down in Dingley in, um, near Moorabbin Airport on about seven acres, and, and we've got a 40-foot container down there full of spare parts. Right. Um, but a couple of times a year we have a car care day, which is basically when you can turn up and rummage through and look for stuff or come down and change the oil or do your brakes or wash the car, all those things that you sort of get meaning to get, get around to doing, book it in for a service alum um, <laughs> the, and, uh, and and get to do them sort of together. We put on lunch and stuff. So it was a really good day. If anyone out there is listening and thought, oh, I should join a car club, just do it. Car clubs are great things. And the we had, we've got an old elderly fellow in the club that's got a, a 89 Accord SI with the injected one and he was having a couple of problems with that and he, he brought that along because he, Thought he might ask someone, you know, where to start. Well, within half an hour, it was sorted. It was fixed. It was a couple of relays that we had as spare parts in the gearbox. And, yeah, fixed and done, you know. So those sorts of things are, are really worthwhile, I reckon, for um, so if, you, if you're thinking of, you know, getting interested or, or getting involved, find a car club with the car you like or, or the area where you live or something like that. I think it's a... A really good thing to do. They're usually very nice people. <laughs> usually, usually. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one of one of the things that we were working on 
two down there was our our project accord before that horrible thing called COVID hit we we actually um found a uh, 77 accord so first generation honda accord first year of manufacture the first japanese car to win wheels car of the year and the first honda to win car of the year back in 70 well march 78 it was announced so we're nearly getting that. We've got a big event coming up in June where we're going to actually have that car on display. So oh, right. uh, it's uh, it's getting there. Uh, the The idea was we, we found it on eBay um, and bought it because it's a real it was really original one, but it had been sitting for many years. So we've done a lot of reconditioning on it. Uh, still a few things to go, but it's actually I drove it this morning and took it in to get a roadworthy check to sort of see how close we are now to actually getting it uh getting it completely immobile it needs a muffler and that sort of stuff so it's having that done now too yeah so uh that was that Good was cool. i haven't driven a second first gen accord for a long time but that was uh going particularly well it's had, uh, i don't know if you guys know of rock auto in america but um we actually went and bought a, a pile of parts from there that were all on clearance for because of course they sold a gazillion accords in, in the states back then so they had heaps and heaps of you know, new tie rod ends and new bushes and new brakes and all that sort of thing. So we bought all that stuff, came to a couple of hundred bucks all, all together, you know, posted out. Um, so one by one, they've been going on it. So it'll be a lovely example. I don't know that it'll be $36,500 worth of <laughs> lovely example, like the one that sold at Shannon's. But if it's worth half that, we'll be pretty happy, I suppose. <laughs> but it's had a respray and it's, it's in, a, in a fantastic sort of, mid metallic blue called nice blue and um that was one of the three colors that was available in the first year uh and it just really oh, to coin a you know, american pickers phrase it really pops it, it actually looks fantastic painted so we've got new um side moldings for it and all that sort of stuff so it's going to look really smart on the road i think when it's done is that the original color of the car or was it a different yeah one? yeah so um yeah that, there were three there were three you get a white silver or blue when they first came out in that first year. The only other car thing I've done of any significance was that I actually ran the N1 down to my dink guy who's not far away. I noticed a dint in one of the doors, which are pretty lightweight doors, so it's not that hard to dint, I don't think. But I thought, where did that come from? I haven't seen that before. Anyway, so I was looking at some photos the other night and found the original auction sheet. Sure enough, there it is marked on the auction sheet. It was like, that was why it was four and a half instead of five stars. Yeah. Uh, or out of out of five, so that was the dint. So I had that attended to before Sunday. So you won't even be able to find it. I'll tell you which door, Maddie, and you can have a look and see if you can find it. I think that I think that then guy to to do to do my typhoon where that that person opened their door and ran away. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's 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 good. My goodness, he's good. Okay, I'll have to get him to to do Mike. I have to get his number off for you after the show. I will. I will send that to you. Yeah, uh, carve this with me. Wait for it. I thought we had given up on that, Manny. But uh, <laughs> since you insist, nobody cares. Let's move along. There are updates with me. I so um, this never-ending saga with with my with my head unit that's in my. Oh uh, yes, <laughs> is it still never-ending? It's oh, doing God. your head in, Matt. It's uh, I'm I've hit the wall. I think I, I'm actually just so tempted to just go put the original one back in and just just forget about it. But basically i so i last week so it's been it's been 15 weeks now so last week i called them and they're like yep uh, we've got parts on their way I'm like, all right so I'll, I'll give them till till tuesday so that, that was on wednesday i called them last I called them today 
I'm like, oh, I just want to know. I'm getting kind of annoyed. Where the hell is my, where is my head unit? And they're like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, we'll, um, we'll, uh, can, we, can we put you on hold? And I'm like, oh, okay. Usually when something like that happens, you know something's, something's Not good. good. Not good. good. <laughs> so after about a minute on hold, and the lady picks up the phone and she's like, yeah, look, um, the parts didn't fix your issue. We've actually sent it back to Pioneer. So, um, I'm saying to myself, hang on a minute, Pioneer told me to send it to you guys because you guys are the repairers. Now you couldn't repair it, so they've, they've Pioneer's asked for it back when they don't repair them. So I'm like, what are they going to do? Just like give it a seance and send it back to me. Like, well, I, don't <laughs> I, I don't understand exactly what, what the reasoning behind that is. So I'm like, well, when did it get sent? Like there was no communication. It was no nothing. I'm like, when did it get sent? They're like, oh, it got sent on Thursday. I'm like, oh, okay. So in other words, with with local things, it's gonna be it's gonna be there. It's gonna, yep. it's gonna arrive to in to to, to uh, the other side of Victoria, you know, in or other side of Melbourne in about a month's time. So in other words, I'm not gonna have a head unit for another two months if, if that's if that's the case. So I was just I was just so angry. I'm like, I wish I would have been told. I would because like I I, I would have called. Well, first of all, you can't even call Pioneer because they're not answering the phone because of. Uh, of covid um right. but I, I would have i would have sent an email to say just give me a new unit at this point because it's been 17 sorry it's been 15 weeks um, i've had it back for three days or four days it was in the it was in there i put it in the car for like all of an hour and it didn't work the uh, the, the cd plate didn't work so you know it's time and effort driving it there driving it back and i'm, I'm just I've, I've hit the wall like i'm a pretty kind of calm guy i've waited this long but when i'm legit bopping along to now last week it was like other people's music this week it's my indicator noise so i'm, I'm, I'm actually just putting them on just just, just a <laughs> ping ping because i I've, I've, i'm losing i'm actually losing the plot um so that's that's currently where that is and i'm not happy so i'll be sending i'm actually going to send pioneer an email tonight because i was just i've just kind of had enough i think with fair reason like fair enough too we we have some reasonably robust Consumer protection laws in Australia. They're probably not as uh, good as the European ones, but they're definitely better than the American ones because they love their freedom and the freedom of freedom for businesses to gouge you, really. Uh, but that's, that's you know, don't get, get into that argument with an American, I guess. But I, I feel uh, like as a, as a customer at this point, you have an expectation that your head unit would be repaired within a reasonable time frame. And if you were to ask somebody, would you buy this head unit if when it broke, it'll take more than a quarter of the year to fix, you probably say no. Because any I think any reasonable company at that point would just say, here's another unit. That's um, right. Just <laughs> quite quite surprising. So um, it is an aftermarket unit, isn't it? It's aftermarket head unit, yeah. yeah, 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 it, yeah. It, it was a really expensive one. Like it was it was their top, it was their flagship model with digital radio, with still a CD player, with, with all all the works. Like it was their, it was legit their flagship model. It's it's actually recommended retail was a two thousand dollar unit. And Obviously, with, with super cheap, I I, I got it cheap now. But <laughs> you got it super um, cheap, yeah. Yeah, I got it for super cheap. That's right. That's, um, why, that's why you get the super cheap warranty. <laughs> but you know, for it to fail two weeks out of warranty, and for it to take this long to to get repaired, I mean, if if I would have bought a hundred dollar head unit, I would have been like, whatever, I'll buy another one. Yeah, but when that's it's right. So expensive. You expect a quality good, and I think the fact of the matter is that I mean, I mean, look fair credit there they're, they're fixing it hopefully and but at the end of the day it's been it's been this long i still haven't received it so um I'm, I'm seriously considering just going down to super cheap tomorrow and just buying a cheap 50 dollars unit popping it in and just just having something because I, i'm i'm actually going insane but anyway 
it's it is what it is. I, I'm a quite a patient person, so I'll I'll see how they go when I send them this this email this evening. But, but yeah, that's that's that. The MR2s at the mechanic getting um, a couple of bushes done because uh, I didn't get a chance to, to get to get it done beforehand. So I said to him, I need it done by Saturday, no later, because it's going to a, to a to a thing going in for a full alignment um, at, at at our good friends at Hakon. Uh, so Reed's gonna. Hook it up there and make, make it make it handle as, as good as it looks, and then I can hopefully get some wheels and some sticky tires, and then it'll be. Then it's a snapback oversteer time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you when you've driven it, it doesn't have enough power to do that. <laughs> yeah, but you can get it in that kind of a situation eventually. You can. You're just gonna carry the speed to the corner. Exactly. It's a momentum car, as they say. So I, I think it's a. Uh, I mean, it's fun to drive. You you enjoy driving it, Alan. So no, I definitely had a good time. Yeah, this will this will make it this will make it that little bit tighter. Uh, but that's pretty much it on my end of car updates. I think. Yeah. Oh, I've got a slow leak in the front tire of the Merc. So it's oh. just a puncture. It's a, but but you can you can write it down, Scotty. You can tell you can tell. Oh, I just did then. Better said there was a report to add. You can report it to Ed. Oh, it's I was about to ask you, is there any news on the Mercedes? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <Okay>. Good. <laughs> uh, but but that's, that's it there. So that's that's my updates. And yeah, that's, I, again, just, just pissed. I just, want, I just want my head unit back at this point. I, I, I just, I just, just annoyed. So Just giving it Ed a call right now. <laughs> He's on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never guess what. <laughs> uh, well anyway moving on to tonight's topic gentlemen tonight's topic is where we talk about um different car companies and they're they're really good periods of car sales and or and they're great cars that they've sold or they're cars that have been really really terrible now i, I was thinking about this today because i was thinking from subaru um in the late noughties they had some cracking cars like they had the uh they had that gen 4 lib which is still a good looking car today my Gen Forester, the new GH STI, which, which was which was getting good reviews for the most part, uh, Outbacks, the, and they really built their like like in terms of quality, really went up a really went up a big notch. For me, that was like one of Subaru's golden eras of time because like they they were making really really good. However, however, <laughs> uh, I mean, currently like their their the range is not too bad, but I I think I think that they. It, it could be a bit more exciting. Um, just like the Liberty, will obviously don't sell anymore, and I, and I think that's such a big loss because it's because they, they were they were a great car. I mean, Scotty Scotty drives one every day. He he knows he, he, they're reliable. They just work, um, and it's it's, it's a shame yeah. that that we've just kind of just been like, see you later. When the um, this Liberty that's just been superseded or just finished, basically, yeah. when that one I I can't remember what model the code is, but. It was just compared to the previous model. It was such a slab-sided looking, chunky bit of kit. It just, it just was like really. <laughs> it didn't look very sleek. Uh, no, no, especially when it was the, after the one it was it replaced. Yeah, yep. Very disappointing. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't. It was. It was a shadow of its of its former self. I think. I think it was a car they, they just kind of put to market. I think that car was mainly made for it to be an Outback. It wasn't. It wasn't supposed to be a Liberty. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and if you look at an Outback, Outbacks look good. Like I, I like an Outback, but but when you look at it in Liberty format, it just looks like the it looks like the wheels are too small for the car. 
You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it, and that's and that's what kind of makes that car a bit a bit how you're going for me. Do you um, remember the jacked up sedan too? Oh it yeah, was like an it? outback sedan that was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so they've they've done they've done some weird weird things, Subaru. Yeah, I I I think that 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 period of the of the late noughties when they were selling really good looking cars, quality cars. I think that was that was a really top notch time for them. Uh, which brings me to another Japanese company, Toyota. Now, Toyota's had a bit of a resurgence lately with the GA Yaris, with the Supra. But I think for, let's say, take away the last two years, the, the previous 15 have been, <laughs> have been very, very ordinary. <laughs> well, I feel um, you could start giving them a pass, not, not a great pass, from when um, the 86 came in. Agreed. So what was that, 2013-ish? 13-ish, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But prior to that, yeah, they. I was, I was just thinking, I was looking up like nice-ish cars and I was like, well, I'm not saying you can call the seventh generation Celica a nice-ish car. I mean, some people enjoyed them. Um, I certainly did in Need for Speed. But like that was that, like that was sold till what, 2006? And there wasn't anything else in the lineup at the time, would there? Would there have been? That was uh, really exciting. They finished MR2, um, and that was it. Yeah. I think they, they, and then they, I mean, they had Corolla Sportivo, which finished that. That was like the fastest thing they had apart from that. And that, that, that was that was it. I think the GFC. Well, a lot of manufacturers will say that the the GFC put pay to a lot of the development that was going into anything interesting. That was mainly just trying to survive and and get through that time. I think really, and Toyota wasn't the only one that sort of was out in the out in the uh, wilderness a bit but certainly as you say alan with the um with the 86 it was like oh okie dokie now we're talking uh interestingly obviously a shared model with subaru so but shared models are a whole thing too isn't it interesting how you know the uh with the subaru engine basically and uh but how many 86s did they sell compared to brz's like Yep. A gazillion of them compared to the. I think the ratio was like four to one or five to one or something. It was it was, yeah, it was, yeah. it was a big ratio. Uh, I don't I don't know how that happened from from memory or from reading. It was like it was like, it was an agreement between between Subaru and 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 um, Toyota, but I don't understand how that would benefit Subaru or I, I, I don't know. It was it was just, it was just a weird a weird thing. I, I I actually kind of prefer the BRZ because it's it's got a bit it's it's got your G, it's pretty much a GTS with like eighty six which is top of the range and with a bit more funky you know features inside and and a few interior differences and I think the body kit looks better on on the BRZ as well. But yeah, it was weird that that was something four to one in terms of yeah, uh, yeah. pretty much follows the theory though that Toyota could pretty much put their badge on anything and it would sell in most markets around the world. So They did that to a Commodore. They should, certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> so the Mang Mang uh, Mobile, the, the, the Lexan, which, uh, funny enough, I learned a, lot, a, few, a few weeks ago that it was, it was John Lexan you were saying? Ben Lexan? Ben Lexan. Yeah. That, that's, who, that's who the car was named after. There you go. I, the designer I had, of the winged keel. <laughs> yes, I had no idea who the hell that was, and I didn't know. <laughs> and, now I, and now I know. So, yeah, so they did that. And, but, yeah, we should we should do a whole uh, episode on, on, on model sharing, like the Holden Apollo, the oh, yeah. Holden Nova. <laughs> that, that'll, be, that'll be a good topic. But, 
Yeah, I, I think um, I think recently Toyota is really coming back, especially after one of the, one of the one of the heads that in in Toyota was saying we don't want to make boring cars anymore. We actually want to make fun, excitable, good to drive cars. And and the last gen Corolla wasn't actually bad, a bad car to drive. It was quite quite good to drive. And the current one even is even better. And actually, the current one looks it's a good, really good looking car. Yep, I like the I like the current one. Well, could someone say this to Mitsubishi, maybe? Yeah. I was just going to get there. I was just going to get... <laughs> so, I mean, Scott, you had an Evo. You had an Evo yes. 8 from R. Um, yes. Which was a great car, which you, which you actually really liked. Yeah, it was great. Yep. That's when Mitsubishi was kind of doing cool stuff. Now, it's been how many years do you reckon since they've actually done anything cool? Mm, I mean, I guess the Evo 10 was okay. Understand kind of what they were going for because Subaru and WRX were doing the same. Yep. They weren't really making them as rally looking. They're making them a bit more stylish, more sleek looking. And I understand that with the Evo 10, that's fine. And then they just finished up and nothing. They don't really have anything you'd even want, really. Hey, yeah. hey, they still sell a Mirage. <laughs> and, you know, that's <laughs> something, I guess. Hey, um, Debbie and, and Robin Harley loved loved their Mirage. They, they reckon the, the Mirage was 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 a. They they sold it like three or four years later, and they barely lost any money on it. I was like, that's that's unbelievable. Wow, that's pretty cool. Jeez, like, and we've all seen that you know clapped out Mirage with a P plate on it. That's egging on everyone to race it when it has no chance of winning. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's one of those you know cars, the historic value cars. Everyone's kind of been in that situation. With a young hothead from usually the northern suburbs racing his way to the kebab shop, you know, <laughs> and hopefully not getting pulled over by the cops on the way. The good thing about the Mirage is, you know, you wouldn't have to get pulled over because you wouldn't be going anywhere to get pulled over. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, no, it's it's interesting that you say that you say Mitsubishi uh, because I think. In the nineties, they had some cracking cars. They had the they had the three thousand GT or GTO as it was called in other markets. Yeah. They had the Mitsubishi Evos. They had FTO. FTO, that's right. They had, what about the FTO? They had the FTO. They had um they had the Galant VR4 um, Lignums. They had they had really cool, you know, fast or, or not even just they didn't have to be fast, but they're actually really cool cars. And they kind of just now it's like legit, it's all I say. That's all they sell. SUVs. That's all I sell. Um, so I don't like the Lancer finished, and no, that's it. Um, it's just funny that like, I think they're in a bit of a rut because like they've they've got even one of their very loved um, badges that was in was in America, which was uh, during um, Dom Star Motors, the, the Eclipse, which was a really well loved car in America, is now an Eclipse Cross here in Australia, and it's an SUV, and I'm just like. Well, <laughs> Disrespecting the namesake. If they don't want to like you know shut on the name anymore, then they have they've they've just done that. Doesn't even look good though. Oh, know, they haven't really released anything that looks good. I think for quite some time. I, I actually saw photos of the new Outlander that's just I did have just been released or about to be released, and it looks even worse than the current one. <laughs> it's just shocking. <laughs> the front's appalling. But they do deserve a round of applause, I reckon, for the um, the longevity of that Lancer shape. I mean, was it twelve years at, at yeah. Grand Four? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's gutsy effort, I reckon. The fact they were still selling them, you know, they they still produced enough to it was worth yeah. them making them to sell. Yeah, them. I didn't even think it was the best shape either. No, no, but it soldiered on and people bought it. So 
Mr. Prince, if you're getting about one Mitsubishi that's still for sale like 20 something years later. Which one's that? Edward Edward, Edward owns one. Oh, the pad. Oh, pad. Of course. Well, yeah, actually, they've got longevity in their genes, haven't they? They're the. Uh... <laughs> that's I'll also add, I guess, the Triton, uh, the most recent models do look a bit better than their predecessors. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, uh, like, Triton's always been, I guess, out of the work utes, we'll call them, uh, the more moderately priced set. I mean, they yeah, get much better value than a Hilux yeah. or a Range or a. Absolutely. And uh, I think uh, Tyrant, since you're not here to argue it, uh, he'd probably complain and tell you all about how the fact that he paid sixty something thousand dollars for his Ranger, it's so much better. And I'm, I don't think you can ever argue that they're you know double the price or double the car. What you're getting, um, I'm sure there are obviously what's the word concessions that you have to make in the Mitsubishi fit and finish, and particularly I guess interior quality, uh, from my experience, has been kind of a bit lower. But again, are you getting twice the car? Usually not. So, no. <laughs> that's the um, answer to that. you know, that, that's, that's at least we'll give them that. They, they make some nice trends and patches, I guess. Yeah, agreed. Pajero Sports, the rear end, which everybody Ooh. loves. <laughs> Scotty's just shaking his head. He's just like, oh. <laughs> what I want to know is it's not just the back of it, but where they get this sport business from. There's nothing sporty about this big one. <laughs> It's a mile off the ground, so you turn a corner, you're going to go flying off your chair. Have yeah. you seen the the uh, the little uh, web commercial, Scotty? It's got a digital dash, and that you know automatically implies sport. Oh, okay, all right, makes sense. Right. I retract my comment. <laughs> it's got a two point four liter Myvec turbo diesel engine, uh, a Super Select two four by four, um, and an eight inch touchscreen. Yeah, that's sporty. The famous words of Riz, uh, Alan, digital dash got my money in bags because that's that's uh, that that's pimping right there. That that that's hardcore. <laughs> that you know you, you know you made it when you got a digital dash. Oh yeah. So I mean, I, I guess Mitsubishi's done this. Like to be fair, it's it's as a business decision because they've been struggling for a while. Probably a smart idea because because they are selling a bazillion ASXs and and um and uh, and those those SUVs outlanders and stuff and they've been selling quite well for a, a period of time that's what's been keeping them going because like our friend of the show uh, Alan uh, Julian's been looking at uh, what was it ASX because because he, he's like oh, I want to buy a new car but I can only afford you know, I want an SUV but it has to be in the in the twenty grand range and that falls under that and I was like does it have to be an SUV can it be a wagon I'm, I'm trying I was trying to push the wagon and he's like no no I want an SUV I'm like oh, okay well sure. <laughs> But you know what? The majority of buyers are rental buy- rental companies. I mean, you know, you go North- Queensland and every second rented car is it's either a Corolla or, or an ASX or, or an Outlander, but there's gazillions of them. But there was a report on the news the other night I saw that they're, um, that rented cars are astronomical prices at the moment because they, they had to sell all their fleets off last year, downsize their fleets, and, of course, now they can't get new stock. So they're they're at a real uh, real stock real low stock level. They just can't build the fleets back up again. So um, demand exceeds supply. But up go the prices. Yep, that's the way the cookie crumbles, uh, gentlemen. That's the way cookie crumbles, and it's it's weird because that's. I mean, when I, when I was in Queensland earlier early in the year, uh, about a month, just over a month ago, I, I rented a it was a Kia Carnival. And you know it was it was it was alright, but it was it was very expensive to rent. It was it wasn't cheap. But what I found out what the worst part about it was, if I was to crash it, if if I didn't pay the extra to get the the reduced premium, 
I, if I would have crashed into a new market, it would have been like seven and a half grand. Yeah, the excess was like seven and a half. And I was like, I was like, that's ridiculous. I was actually going to say no. Like, look, look, we, we can do it cheaper for you, but you got to pay. I'm like, of course you got to pay. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I paid for that and made it. I think it was like a grand in the end. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. That is crazy because usually the excess they charge is implied to be regardless of fault. You know, like from from what I recall, it's just it's regardless of fault they're gonna hit you with that excess, and then it's just. Assuming you're not at fault, you end up getting it back eventually once the insurance claims are done here and there. But that is seven grand. That is crazy. It's a lot of coin. Uh, also, speaking of the Kia Carnival, are they the ones that had the ad where they're racing it on the or going around that racetrack? Yeah. <laughs> the GUV. I get that. <laughs> I, I swear it's got fake sounds too. There's no way the car sounds like that. There's no way. They're trying to outdo Hyundai with the drift van, I think. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. That was cool, that event. I'd buy that. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That was sick. I, 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 did, I did like that. So we've basically shit can Mitsubishi for the last ten minutes. But, but I, again, I, I see where they're, they're coming from in terms of a in terms of a uh, business point of view. But would I choose to buy one? Probably not. So, what about European cars? Now, I, I think a golden era for. For some of the European cars, was was either the '80s. Um, that's when they're like their this their quality and their and their and their you know, I guess their prowess and and look at me, I have a Mercedes Benz. Was look at me, I have a Mercedes Benz. You know, it was it was proper back then. I think the the early 2000s was a crappy, sad time for Mercedes. Like they were making some really ordinary stuff. Like the 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 uh, W203 wasn't a great car. Like it was. It, Still, still, but they still sold well, and you still see quite a fair, a fair few of them on the road. But I think the same can be said for you know, like some of the other cars that were selling in that area, like that the A class and the was it the A or the, or the B class? They had those really small, small cars, and it was yeah, interesting time for, for Mercedes. I, I, I think they kind of tainted the brand by 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 you know, introducing those cars. But I see again, I see why they did it as as a in terms of a a business perspective because they needed to make money and get people into the brand. Well, right. he's saying BMW isn't what it used to be just because they sell a BMW X1, X2, X3, <laughs> X4, iX3, X5, X6, X7. Is that right, Matty? I was X- about to get to BMW. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, X8. Don't get the X8. Oof. things. What is BMW doing with their styling department at the moment? Like, there's nothing cohesive. Everything is just weird and big grilled and... Ah, it's horrendous. Like, like, I mean, Scotty, you owned an E46 M3, a very pretty car. Like, they're like good. Oh, looking. most definitely. Pretty uh, still pretty today. I think the E46, Beautiful. one of the best. Absolutely, I, th- I think one of the one of the best looking cars. When the grill was a normal size. Yeah. <laughs> not, uh, not. And now I feel they've got young people. Well, they've got older people that they've seen these memes making the grill bigger and they thought, ah, that's what young people want. (laughs) (laughs) They don't seem to understand it was just a meme. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I remember watching Le Mans a few years ago and they had had the BMWs at the M8, I think, racing or... So something like that. Oh, and the huge, and you see it in the background, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. It was like, they had like the they had like a four GT like winning the race, and then these like they made these M these M eight like double the size of the track, just following it. 
Uh, I, I pissed myself so much when I saw those. I'm like, this is this is this is hilarious. This is this is the best. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> they just so, keep bringing out mo- new models in holes that weren't even in their model range. You know, like yeah. they've got two door grand coupes now, which are four doors, sort of halfway between the ones and the threes, and you know, like how many options do you need of, of models? I'm, is, I hope that's not a car quiz question tonight. How many no, models, no, not that one. How many range? I don't think any of us would get that right at the moment. So, I'm going through their range right now. They, they currently sell BMW i3, BMW i4, BMW iX, BMW iX3. They're, that's their electric range. Then they've got the 1 Series, the 3 Series, the X5. Um, I'm going through. Let me just try to find all their... Uh, so they've got you got your you got your one series, you got your two series, you got your three series, you got your four series, <laughs> you got your five series, you've got your seven series. They don't do the six series anymore. Seven series sedan and long wheelbase. You've got your eight series coupes and convertibles and grand coupes, uh, which I don't really like to look at the grand coupes. <laughs> with. Um, the, you got your Z4, which is probably the car I would buy or an M or an M2, uh, X1, X2, X3, X4. X IX IX3 X5 X6 X7 uh, that's that's not until you get to your M cars you got your, your M collection and you've got your your um, I cars plus you got your plug-in hybrids as well uh, so they have got quite a they've probably got one of the biggest ranges in Australia I reckon in terms of in terms of so cars. what have they got M series at the moment there's like Ooh. M2 M3 M4 so they've got well. Listed, uh, listed out, Maddie, because there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Take, take a breath. Proper M ones, not ones with just M packages. M one three five I beam two series coupe M models. Two three five I M two three five I Grand Coupe uh, M three M four M four forty I M five M760 Li, eight uh, M8 series M Coupe, Grand uh, Coupe M8 again, uh, X2 M35i, X3 M, X7 M, X6 M, X5 M, X4 M, and Z4 M40i. Oh, that is a lot of- Imagine trying to order one, you know, and imagine- <laughs> I wonder how many actually get ordered incorrectly, you know, they front up at the dealer to pick up their car. And, oh, actually, that's not what I ordered. You know, I ordered something different. Imagine trying to sell them. That'd be... So the real, real ones is pretty much just M3, 4, and 5. And M2. Oh, yeah, and the M2. So if you wanted to test drive of some of these cars, <laughs> like, I don't think that's possible, right? Yeah. Like, No, it's not. That's, that's... What dealership would have that whole range for you to be able to test drive? <laughs> A very big one. I, mean, I think that's why the, the reason probably the reason why Ed Edward no longer works for BMW. I think, I think you're right. I think you've hit onto something there because of, because of that crazy interesting list of cars. We're like, I think they've got the, probably got the biggest range for sale in Australia. Like they'd have to like surely it, that's it was, huge. Like, yeah, no, like not even Ford and Toyota have a big range like that. Like that's no. that's, that's, that's insanity. No, it's um, models within models too. Oh. Actually, one of my dealerships, I took a photo. I just. Had looked the other day, had an M760 LI, so a V12 yep. M extended wheelbase, like second hand. It was four years old. It was two hundred twenty thousand. That car was half a million dollars new. So 
Charlie lost fifty percent of its value in four years. Gosh. Well, that's eye watering. I was going to say the the Mercedes lineup, looking at it, you know, compared to the BMW lineup, seems considerably cleaner. Um, if you especially if you go to all models, you can kind of cycle through. Definitely doesn't seem as like as packed out as um, <laughs> as the the BMW, or maybe they're just hiding it better because there's probably sub categories here and there. And there's I don't and know. They all look the same. Does that does that have anything to? I mean, the SUV parts definitely all look the same, except for the the G wagon, which uh, is that even available anymore? Yeah, I don't uh, have to get rid of the G wagon. Yeah, it's still there. G class SUV, still still for sale. Still they call it an SUV, despite the fact that G wagons used to be actually a proper four wheel drive. But that's that's another. But actually, you know what though? They've, they've got they've got a big range too. Like they've got vans as well. They've got you know, your your. But the way they're broken up is weird. They've got cabriolets, roadsters. So you got C-class cab, E-class cab, AMG GT, roadster, um, GLE, GLC, Mercedes Maybach, GLS SUV, GLS, GLE, and GLC, <laughs> GLB, GLA, uh, G-class, EQC, EQA. I mean, they've got, they've got, and that's just the SUVs. Like we don't even, we don't even. Yeah. Then you can move to like the CLAs, Cs, CLs, S, like, or the Ss. I don't understand how they're making money. You're right because, like, a lot of car companies are slashing models because because of this. But how are they? That's right. Who are they aiming these cars at? Like, who who's like, oh, I want to. Everybody. Wanna... I think that's. <laughs> I think that's what they have. Forty-seven different model lines available. What does see... what does Audi look like? Oh, I feel that they're kind of in their prime at the moment. I think. I, yeah. I was just going to ask a question. Does BMW have something that goes toe to toe with the AMG GTR? No, they don't. Well, that's another point in, in Mercedes. But like, you know, as sense, or well, nothing's really sensible when you can say some of the cars are a bit goofy. You know, as uh, we'll, we'll call it lackluster as the rest of the lineup is, the AMG GTR is really, especially in that green, it's quite a standout. It's nice to see. Uh, I, I think Audi's kind of hiding their, their model range because <laughs> they're like Audi model range. They're going to Audi sedan models, Audi SUV models, Audi sportback models, Audi coupe models, Audi convertible models, Audi Avant models, Audi e And then within those, there's like a bazillion as well. So oh, okay. at, least they're, at least they're trying to hide it. Unlike, unlike, but I, I really like the, the look of the new Audis, actually. I think they're, I think they're quite a good-looking car. I mean, RS3s are pretty spastic these days, but yeah, you've got... Well, you got your A class, your A three, A four, A six. I don't think they do the A five anymore, do they? No, A six, A eight. I mean, that's in your sedan. So, I mean, I'm seeing an A five, and I'm also seeing an A one. Are you where? Even, even though A one's more of a hatch, I'm uh, I'm just on the main page. Oh, man, scrolling down. You're hiding down to models. But, but yeah, it's just like oh, I don't. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's. It's interesting to see to see like for example for me like the current BMW range does absolutely nothing for me. Like, I don't know about you guys, but it does absolutely nothing. Like I have no interest in their cars at all. I mean the the M2 is uh, that's that's it. M2 or or a Z4 for me, I'd be, be happy with either of those. But everything else could not give mm-hmm. to could, could not give a rat's about. Like, I, I don't care about your your hundred different X models. Like I I just don't care. I just saved my money by an M1. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I don't mind that a few years old. <laughs> I would go for a Lexus. Ooh. Yeah. Bold. I like Lexus. 
I think about five years ago, they were a bit, how are you going with like their styling cues? I'm like, well, where, where, where were they trying to go? But I think they've actually kind of aged okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think when I first came out, they were, they were pretty out there. I was like, whoa, what the hell is this? But they've kind of come into their own a little bit. And I think, I think they're, I, th- I think they're making it work. But I think a lot of their cards are lost within the luxury car space now. I think I think Lexus is just oh, you and Lexus is just more of a brand car now instead of instead of what they used to have like an LS four hundred was well. You seen that new the new RCF? No. Get on it, Lexus RCF. Lexus. They're still going with V eights, five liter V eight. Are they still doing the the GSF? Because because that would be that was my my favorite car from them, the GSF, which had the the naturally aspirated V eight. Um, not quite sure, GCF. The RCF's the newest one. Because the, the GSF was like a real, was a, was a real cool car. But I, I really, really genuinely love um, one, one car that they got in, in their, in their, in their, in their range. And that was the LC, the LC 500. I reckon that is just a beautiful car. Like, yeah, it's certainly, uh, certainly different. In terms of quality and like, I, I got the sit-in one and the, the noise and it, it feels like, it feels probably like the most expensive car I've sat in. Like it, it felt that nice. Well, besides the, the the Maybach I sat in a couple of years ago. Well, sorry, earlier this year. It felt it felt like out of this world quality wise. Like it felt nice. And I I hopped into a C like a, I'm the same year C class after that, and I was like, this feels like absolute trash compared compared to that um compared to that Lexus. So, but that that was just me. But I think I think definitely it's it's uh yeah. I, I kind of like Lexus's range. I think they're doing. I think they're doing okay. I think they're doing all right things. But, but yeah, I, I don't like to be bagging the crap out of BMW. But they are. They just don't do anything for me these days. I think. I think in the in the mid two thousands, uh, Chris Bangle had a bit of a had a bit of an effect, and Oops, yeah. Mr. Mr. Prince has not forgiven himself. <laughs> but no, not a fan. Uh, like I, I think the the nineties, eighties, early two thousands BMWs were were really good looking cars. I think I think that's 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 their golden kind of section there. Absolutely. To Benz, one of the Benzes uh, that would have to be right up there with the worst cars that the manufacturers brought out would be the R class. Do you remember that? Ah, yes. I got a funny story <laughs> about R class. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Here's a funny story, Maddie. R class, gentlemen. So my uncle, he uh, he's he, he's a paraplegic, and he uh, he wanted a car that he could you know put his chair in and and, you know, and stuff to take 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 the kids, his partner's kids, and you know and just 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 in, in you know, have a car to have a car to drive. And and he's like he's like, look, what do you think about an R class? I'm like, uh, you know, they're they're American made from memory, I think. And I'm I'm like, look, they're I'm like they're okay, but. I, I personally wouldn't. I'm like, does it have to be an R class? Could it be anything else? He's like, oh, look, like, this one just came up and it's in, it's local to me and it's got low Ks and it's, you know, and it's cheap and it's cheap. And I can, and I can, <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I can fit, I can fit my chair. In. And like, my uncle's a car guy, like through and through, but he's got, he's got two GT Falcons and, 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 the, and the like, you know, he's, he's always like, look, I just, I just need something. Cause I, I, he's got a GTR spec, uh, you know, three, three, five, you know, monster. Right. Um, and he's like, I'm, I've put, I've put because he, he has to get the steering wheel controls and stuff put in the car. Um, he's always like, I'm just I've I've put on like fifty thousand k and I kind of it's kind of an appreciating car and I don't really want to keep keep driving it that way. I'm like, all right, well, I said to him, what about a Forester? What about this? What about that? You know, because because he can get into a forest if he's level because he doesn't have to like fall in or climb up. They they they're quite level. 
Anyway, long story short, he bought the he bought the he bought the R class, and he said he's driven it about three times, and the rest of the time he's been at the at the mechanic getting fixed. Uh, and he's like, I'm just about sick of it, so he's gonna flog it off once he once he gets it back from the mechanics. So, and he's like, and because he, he went in, he went in my forest, he's like, he's like, oh, I should just bought one of these. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <you should've. laughs> so yeah, R class. But funny thing was with the R class, they also made an R63 AMG. Which is one oh, probably really? the, probably the rarest AMG I'd say. It yeah. have to be rare. Like there wouldn't be have to be many, many made, but that had that that six point two naturally aspirated animal of an engine in in that car. Um, but yeah, interesting, interesting nonetheless. Who would buy that though? <laughs> <laughs> like just you you know yeah you're getting that spec of a car, but you're buying. I'm just looking at pictures of the the. R class, I'm just like, yeah, you know. Yeah, that, well, they described them as a, as an SUV. I mean, because they were, I think they were a six seater. I think they had three rows, um, and they built them in for 2006, 2007, uh, but it went through to 2017 in China. So they oh, really? were in China, yeah. Uh, the R sixty three AMG had three hundred and eighty kilowatts. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> well, it'd get you soccer practice on time, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, well, it, it'd get you. It'd move your two point one more than two point one tons in uh, in to, to one hundred kilometers an hour in just four point six seconds, which is quite wow. scary. Quite, that's two point one tons moving that fast. I feel <laughs> the other ones that probably exist is like they've been ordered by dealers as like the the top spec that you can kind of check out and like you know cut your teeth on before you order your own yeah no sane person <laughs> would order a, an r63 like i would like to meet a person who said yes i'm going to you know sign the paperwork on this kind of a car it's with a yeah. lot of cars i think that this you know because i mentioned i remember a few weeks ago about who signed off on a sangyong stavik and thought yep yep love it i'm gonna buy it <laughs> Yeah, I called I called Ed the other night because because we we're, were talking about we we're talking about stuff. I think we, talk, we mentioned Stavix last week, and um, I saw a, I saw a Stavix, a, a silver one, drive past me, and a, legit a second later, a black Stavix went up next to it, and I'm like, what? Two Stavix in front of me on the on the road. I'm like, I'm like Edward, I just saw two Stavix. <laughs> that must be the elusive uh, Stavix car club. I was going to say, <laughs> must, must on their cruise. You know, drivers club out for a, out for an evening. <laughs> uh, All two love, of them. We should love. There probably, there probably is a Sanyong car club out there somewhere. Which we, we <laughs> can, can, can we start the Sanyong uh, automotive car club of uh, of Victoria? And no, we, because everybody have to buy one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I do we'll rock up in our Stavics. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd uh, forcibly take part in this club, but then, you know, the, by the first day, my car will have mysteriously rolled itself into a river or something. <laughs> That's where I'd send those PT cruises to as well. <laughs> when you said the topic tonight was going to be, you know, the best cars and the worst cars that that manufacturers have produced, yeah, it, it, the first thing my mind went to, and it's, probably, it's before all of your time, I think. Um, was when they um, they brought in the anti-pollution regulations in 76, um, the ADR 27A reg that, that was to do with, you know, cleaner running and better efficiency and all that sort of thing. 
and that strangled an awful lot of cars. Um, and then when, even when Unleaded came in in 85, um, that had a similar effect. You know, the unleaded version of, of many cars went from, and I think that the prime example of that was the E33 series and the um, the 323i was such a sweet little straight six, you know, beautiful engine. Come unleaded petrol, uh, no, we dropped that. We have the 325e, which was the eater engine that revved to, was redlined, I think, at 4,000 revs. Uh, it was just not like any other BMW you'd ever known. I think now there's actually some Frankenstein you can do with a 323 block and a 325 head or something like that. And, oh, it's fantastic and it's all this. But the one out of the box from BMW went from, you know, fantastic to ooh, not so fantastic very quickly. So um, I always remember, always think of, think of that going from one, in the one model going from a great car to an average car. And that wasn't anything to do with the makers. You know, that was government legislation in both cases, wasn't it? Holden did the same thing the, the, uh, with ADR27A. Of course, they, um, I think the HX was the car that came out that uh, four. Was it, was it the, Star, the Starfire the Starfire 4 in the, oh, yeah. the Commodore? Yes. Actually, I have Sunbird written down on my list, yeah. actually. <laughs> my brother bought a demo UC Sunbird in, must have been 1980, I think it was. Um, and I learnt to, I had many driving lessons in that car. It was an appalling bit of work, that thing. Appalling. Oh. With a, um, <laughs> you couldn't do it now, but um, I remember it didn't have the Opal gearbox. It had the, that, that batch had the Filipino gearbox. They were made in the Philippines, but that's what they were known as. So I suppose it was you know, truth in advertising, <laughs> but it was an appalling thing, you know, until it was well and truly warmed up. Some mornings you, you just couldn't get a gear. You'd miss whole changes of lights in the thing, trying to actually find a gear. But um, wow, yeah, not a great car. Not a great car. Handled well when it was <laughs> when it was running. Yeah, when uh, it was it, run- at RTS, of course. But um, but yeah. So it's interesting. Sometimes that it's out of the hands of the car makers. They've got a the legislation comes in. They've got to get re. They've got to rework their cars very quickly and. Um, yeah, sometimes the results were not stellar, I've got to say. So you said the HX Kingswood you were about to mention, that got choked up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, that was the first car to comply with ADR 27A, or the, the first um, you know, full-size Holden. And then, of course, it didn't get the, that one didn't get RTS until the HZ, so it was it panelled appallingly and the power outputs were completely, you know, a shadow of what they were six months previously. Nice. So, yeah, the HX... You know, in any spec, it, GT, um, they dropped Monaro by then, I think, but they still had a, the GTS, which was the four-door, but it wasn't called a Monaro. Um, but, yeah, that was, wasn't great either. <laughs> so I think they're probably the rarest of the, of the full-size Holdens, I think, because they just sold so badly. Yeah. All right. I'm, um, I'm going to leave this one to the people to decide whether it's one of the best cars of all time or the worst cars, the Reliant Robin. <laughs> <laughs> well, but is it a car or a, or a motorbike? It's got three True. Minutes. That was well, the whole doors, point why they made it, wasn't it? Considering it's got doors and whatnot, we'll give it uh, just barely a pass. Of a it car. would barely a pass. But 51%. That's like, that's like the, the, the BMW I said to though, but I said it in some markets came four, four wheels. and in some markets That's exactly right, yeah. Because because they came they had the car, they came three wheels in some markets because it was cheaper on road tax or something from memory and that's right um, so 
So yeah, that, that's another interesting, interesting. Well, they I, did I, fall I, over. I, like <laughs> I was just going back to the the Top Gear episode where uh, they 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 end up going to the actual Reliant Robin uh, meetup, okay. didn't they? And he just rolls in, just like on the side. <laughs> 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 I mean, Rowan Atkinson's known to be a big car guy, and even he detests them. I mean, that that was the the, the evil car, wasn't it? In any it was. Yeah, he always bully that car, <laughs> take take its bikes, was pushing it to places. Oh, uh, so good, so good. Okay, now you've got to counter that with a good car, reliant made. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> crickets, crickets. <laughs> the Scimitar GTE wasn't bad. Is, do any of you know what that is? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a, made by Reliant as well. Princess Anne had one famously and got done for speeding in it was uh, the, back in the day. Was the Bond bug made by Reliant? Yes. That Slab of Cheese was cool. I like that car. <laughs> slab of Cheese, literally. It was. <laughs> and I've, got, uh, I've got a great road test from your classic, which was a British magazine back in the day. And it compared a Bond bug and a uh, Honda Z three hundred and sixty because they're the only two cars that were sold in the UK only in orange. That was the that was the reason <laughs> they compared them. <laughs> well, what a reason! They're all to compare. orange from the factory. <laughs> what a reason to compare! That's unbelievable. I'm assuming that the Honda would have won quite easily. Uh, hands down. Um, here's one for you guys. Now, like you said, this one will either. Get appreciated, or 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 I'll get looked at like you're an idiot. Now, Ford in the '90s were doing interesting things. Uh, they were doing things like Ford probes, and they did things like laser lynxes, and they did things like Taurus, and they did things like the AU Falcon. Now, the AU Falcon really kind of divided opinion. While mechanically and and dynamically, a really, really good car. Actually, probably their mechanics reckon it's the most reliable Falcon ever made. Looks-wise, was polarizing to say the least, and that's and it, what that's what sent Ford on a downward spiral to well oblivion in Australia. Yeah. Do we think it was it deserves to be on this list, or do we think for for just meme value at the moment, it should <laughs> it should stay in in the, in the in our good graces? I'll defer to the Ford people amongst the uh, the community. <laughs> Look, I feel like I said it's got a face that only a mother can love. That's you can't change that. You just can't change that. But given the memes of an AU Falcon, I think sometimes you can give it a pass. Sometimes, especially if it's going over a ramp in Perth and the news are all over it, complaining. <laughs> I can't believe how they made some of these AUs like even uglier. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was already ugly as it was, and they bring out like I think it was the the Forte and that, and they had this really uh, ugly grill. grill to go yeah. with. Oh my god! I just, <laughs> I, I just can't believe how you could actually make it worse. A family friend who had that. a Forte in that beige champagne color, whatever it was, <laughs> Chardonnay. Oh, yeah. It was disgusting. Oh, <laughs> How did they do it? Like, how did it off to them to make well, something? The was the base earth. model. That was yeah. that was the um, and the early ones with the waterfall grill. But it, interestingly, I mean, from my limited Ford knowledge, the the AU two, I think they increased the wheel size by an inch they and did. changed the grill. And actually, 
like cleaned it up, made it look a lot better than the original cars with the, I think the originals were probably 14 inch wheels, I think, and they went to 15s, I think. They, they, they made the wheels wider as well, so like they actually, they actually fill in the guard. The stance yeah. was better, yeah. yeah. I used to these ones that were like, this was the guard, and that's where the wheel was. Like, it was that's just, right, it that's was, right. It was so bad. Like, and the wood of the grill, um, and, and those like, those kind of, uh, the hubcaps that came on the Series 1s, like, they, they, the reason that Series 2 came out so quick, if, if you if you look up how, how quick the difference is, but it, it was like, I think within a year, they had to rush back to the drawing board, say, and fix it up because it was just yep. an absolute mess. By AU3, I think they got it okay. Um, but uh, I, I always thought the, the XR models kind of looked all right with, with the, uh, they, they looked a lot better. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I, an AU8, I'd happily have in my garage. An XR8, yeah. I'd, I'd absolutely love. But yeah, the early waterfall grill ones. Just uh, I, I remember this guy I used to play cricket with. His dad got one as a brand new company car because that's when company cars were Falcons or Commodores yep. or Magnus um, or, 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 or Avalons. He had the choice of, of all four, and he says, "Like I put, he's like I got the Falcon." He's like, "I, I he was in '98, and he's like, I was assuming I was going to get uh, a late model E uh, EL, uh, but he got one of the first AUs, AU waterfall oh. grill forte, and he's like, poor bugger." <laughs> he's like it's like not in terms of reliability he's like the car drives beautifully it's actually a really nice car to drive but he's like i walk out in the mornings and i see this and i'm like yeah. what, what, what is this <laughs> yeah. what is this car so yeah interesting you mentioned the build quality was probably not world-class either on the early ones no definitely not they, by series three they're actually not too bad <laughs> Uh, the we used to have a AU Series Three SR. Ooh, Ooh. SR got you. Uh, well, I think alloy wheels and a spoiler. Yep, that, and that was it. <laughs> Better than nothing. Better than nothing. <laughs> we got sports suspension put on it too, so it was lower. Oh yeah, that'd be all right. And then I think we moved to the the BA after that, and then no more Fords after that. That was the last <laughs> Ford. <laughs> Well, it's funny though, because like that was probably the low point of Ford Australia with the AU Falcon. Like, like oh, I've got a lower one. Uh, hit us, hit us. Ford Corsair. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. Badge engineered Nissan Pintara. Uh, yeah, they were a t- they were a terrible car. <laughs> they were horrendous. I remember the first time I saw a Corsair and and I had a look at it. I'm like. What? <laughs> like it, it, yeah. it, it looked. It looked like nobody cared when they put that yeah. car in. It, it was. It was a car that just was like, it's a car. There you go. That's have a car. Exactly right. Have a car. Just, just if you want a car, here's a car. <laughs> like that, that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, but I think Ford, you know, hit the nail on the head with the BA design. I think the BA is still a good-looking car. BA. BA. I, I, I think you're being unreasonably harsh with Ford Corsair. I think it. <laughs> Like filled a niche, a very specific niche, and that niche is a uh, low-income single dad. <laughs> <laughs> that is an ultimate low low-income single dad car. There, there is a there is a paid DL. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Couldn't have, couldn't afford a gear. Uh, no, no. There was a, I think there still is a page on Facebook. It's it's people just like take photos and send in of low-income. Um, uh, single dad cars and and that and that and suit well on there. Usually, usually with a quote or something. Of yeah, with a quote. Well. Yeah, it's like it's like ah, oh, uh, 
uh, has your mum been out with that guy again? Like, yeah, quotation marks, or, or I'll have your pickles off your off your off your cheeseburger if you don't want them, son. <laughs> stuff, stuff, <laughs> stuff, stuff like that. It's it's a it's a quality page. Definitely get on it. Uh, it, it's it's mainly filled with magnets, to, to be honest with you. Oh, I had a magnet new. <laughs> That's a bit rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's it, it's a it's a cracking page. But yeah, the, the Corsair was it was a bit of a what were they thinking car? But again, badge engineered. Um, but I, again, I, I said like BA BF was 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 a good comeback for Ford. They they reinvented themselves, and considering. The doors and roof line were exactly the same as AU. Uh, to to make it change it to make it actually look into like a. I think that I think they've aged quite well. I think they're a good looking car still today. Is is part of the back to forward because that's what you know, I'd, they, I'd prefer them over the FG. I do too. I do too. By, I, by a long shot, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> the only FG series, the only FG Falcon shape that I like. I like a GCC Turbo on nineteens. That that's probably the like like that's it. Like the rest of them look a bit. I mean, my, my brother's got one. He's got a, as you know, he's got he's got an F six three ten. And I, I just like it's a it's a good it's a, it's okay. Like I, I like the car, but like in terms of styling, I just think it was uh, meh. You know, whereas the BA got got that it the sizing's right, the proportions are right. Mm. Um, and yeah, every time I say I, I say I'm like yeah, it's still a good still a good looking car. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yep. Here's here's one for you for for our European listeners. Peugeot. Now, Peugeot in the mid two thousands, what the hell were they thinking? Every car looked like this with a big smile. Ah, like, <laughs> oh, and but not only that, they were, like, they were terrible, like terrible cars. But like, what the hell were they thinking? Because they, they used to make really nice looking petite little roadsters and and hatches and and um, half decent cars. And then they had they had cars like the four hundred six um, Pininfarina Coupe. That, that was a beautiful looking car and then they completely was just like well here it is just buy it or take it or leave it and that's what yep. they, that's what they kind of went with do you guys think kia these days is actually definitely a brand you'd, you'd buy in terms of style and in terms of like just being a being a being a good car <laughs> crickets again like i'd buy a stinger i like a stinger. I, I think they look pretty nice um what was the other thing i, I remember I ended up sending you that uh Photo of um, while well, I was at a Kia dealership, picking up the oil. It was it was a front wheel drive kind of sedan as well. They looked oh. rather clean. It had been lowered, added some rims. Was it the Op- Optima GT? Yeah, I think it was an Optima. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I seen one of those in the showroom. It was a really nice color they went with too. Yeah. So either of those, those have been well designed, I think. Um, Go Picanto GT manual. Yeah, that's I'll the think... name I was thinking of. So I know Kim makes this other cool little car. And I couldn't remember. Cool what it's little called. nugget. Yeah, the Picant the Picantos look pretty cool. Uh, that, that's like my favorite car that size on on sale. In a GT with a manual would be ah oh, hilarious fun. I've driven I've driven a standard Picanto and, and not a GT, and it was yep. great. I, I really it's like it's a great little city car, like awesome city car. Yeah. Um, so I I would love a, I'd, I'd love a GT. I can that'd be hilarious. Man. I haven't driven a huge, a huge cross section of the rest of the range any distance, but the Hyundai is actually uh, sorry. The, they obviously share platforms with Hyundai, um, but from what I've read, the Kias actually have have a better sorted suspension for Australia, and which is designed by an Australian, um, Graham Gamble, right. his name is, and um, 
uh, yeah, so for that reason alone, you'd probably go one over over the Hyundai, and, and not to mention the seven-year warranty. That doesn't hurt either, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I haven't rushed out. As far as style, I mean, I wanted to really like the new Serato, but like uh, Riz has got, but every time I've seen one, I think they forgot the indicators in the taillights. They're they're in the wrong spot. They're right down low, and they're like, what were they thinking? Like, you know. Who was the other com- company that, that did that a few years ago? Did, did Audi do something like that? Was it Audi or was it uh, I can't remember who did who, who did it? But they they put it was like it was like an, it was you're right it was it's an afterthought. Uh, yeah, afterthought. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it reminded me of an old um, 350Z where they had the indicators in the in the, in the back of the, of the bumper. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I don't know if they're going for the, like that sort of style. I, I don't understand what they're trying to do. Like the front of it, and up until the back is pretty is really nice. So like I really like them in, in a GT. Uh, I think uh, I think that's their top their top spec within the turbo, yep. turbo. And I think I think they're a great car, but um, yeah, not the back end for me. Anyway, gentlemen, anything else that we want to add? Any other car companies that, that we can? Add? I, th- I think we got to finish off on the Fiat Multipla. <laughs> <laughs> the guppy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I worked on one. In Melbourne, there, there's one in Melbourne I know of. Uh, <laughs> a, guy, a guy rang me and I had to do a couple of trim repairs on it. But he, I think he bought it in from the UK or had it in the UK and bought it out. He thought it was the coolest thing since I spread. And, wow. Yeah, no. Nah, he was, was a guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's delusional. <laughs> you wouldn't lose it in a car park. That's that's probably the biggest advantage. Yeah, true. My, my this is one that's been like stanced out and like uh... – Kind of uh, modded. I've added that to the chat. You have to know what you're doing if you buy this kind of a car. Oh god, (laughs) that looks mad. (laughs) Looks so good. Oh well. Like I feel, if you're buying this sort of a car, you're making a statement of, "I have no taste. Stay away from me. (laughs) Um, I don't make friends easily, or something." I'm not sure what the statement you're trying to make is. I don't think it's a positive statement. Oh my god! I found an even better one. It's got crazier paint job. I think it round looks like it actually run, ran out of the back of a Ranger or something like that. Yeah, it after, does look good. After photo, or with flames, does that make it go faster? The, <laughs> the roof box. <laughs> oh wow! 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 I don't need one of those in my life. Thanks anyway. Oh, a Fiat Multipla Spider. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's having a field there right now. What is wrong with people? Now he's just being, being silly. Like, <laughs> but like, I, I think I think it's a car that you say that you buy if you've given up. Because um, usually Italian cars are very good looking. <laughs> yeah, no. <nah. laughs> huh. Yeah, no. Nah. But that looks hilarious with the flame job and the roof box. I, yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, uh, this is the last one. This is the last one, I promise. But. Uh, the, the Pontiac Aztec. We never went to the Pontiac Aztec. Uh, no, 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 that's right up there, though, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah, um, you know, what's funny though, like these cars, like the Pontiac Aztec, the Multiplier, the PT Cruiser, AU Falcon, like they've got a following because I think the way they look, I think they, I think people really appreciate. Uh, I don't know, they're appreciating, but they're appreciating something in them. Um, and the individuality, I think, the quirkiness and the individuality. Yeah. They're not cookie cutter cars, that's for sure. No, like the, the, the PT Cruise at the very least had that same. It, it was some kind of appeal, like a Valley Girl appeal, I think. Like they they enjoyed these cars among other individuals with no taste. 
but something more like the Aztec or the um, the uh, Multipla. That's like you can't even find a subjective way to enjoy that car. I think <laughs> you you have to be taken for a psychiatric evaluation <laughs> if you were to you know sign that dotted line to buy the car brand new. Like being lumped with the car from like an estate or you know something like that, like is one thing, but consciously going and saying I want this car, mm, I wouldn't trust that person. I think the real sad thing is that they named it after the car they named it after was one of the coolest cars ever to come out of Fiat. Yeah, yeah. the original the original Multipla with the um, which was basically a Fiat six fifty extended sort of uh, floor pan and a, and a six-seater. It's funny, though, because, like, um, I didn't know that car actually existed until I, uh, until I was watching I was watching something on... Uh, it, was, it might have been Wheeler Dealers or, or, or one of those things, and, and they were talking about, like, old Italian cars. And, no, no, she, she was a guy on YouTube. Um, uh, I forgot his name now, but, yeah, he was talking about Multiply. I'm like, oh, yuck. And he's like, and then he just didn't pan to the car that the multiple is like, look at that. I was like, wait, that's a multiple? Like, that's, yeah, and, yeah. And, the, and, then, and then that's what they, and then obviously, the future was what they did to it. But, but yeah. So, um, are we talking about the Multiple Mirafiori or? No, no. Because uh, uh, that one looks a bit funny. Uh, there's a little article about Jay Leno going in one. But I'd still rock. This one, yeah. The um, I, I can't think of those cars without remembering a um, when the bullet shaped Tarago came out about ninety one, I think it was. Yeah. Um, they compared it to this car. One of the, I think it was Modern Motor did a, did a comparison to it as a bit of a joke, and, and they had a brilliant shot um, of the two cars in profile, and the multiplier was parked sort of in front of the the Tarago. Right. But the multiplier was facing one way and the Tarago was facing the other way. The the profile of the two cars is almost identical, but, <laughs> but they were pointing in different directions. Wow. Uh, any any last ones before we move on, gentlemen? I guess one more quick one, just like a question. Mm-hmm. Would you ever own a Nissan Duke? Nope. <laughs> no. I'd own the one with uh, GTR internals. Yeah, the, the Ducar. Mm. That's about I'm it. I think maybe they built that out of quirkiness or something. Well, it's because of that car. Cars like the Kona and cars like um, one of those other weird-looking SUVs exist because of the Duke. Mm. They were just like, you know what? Screw um, uh, conformity. We're going to make our own thing. And to be fair, it still sells. And they're in their second generation. It does, yeah. It's still pretty popular. It is popular, actually. They do sell it quite well. Yeah, people, I don't know why, but oh well. People like it for that for that fact. We, we, we didn't even get to get into. We didn't even hit Nissan yet. Uh, Nissan's a, a it's a whole other show, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's a, a show, show of its own. <laughs> it, it started with you know, complaining, I think, fairly about cars, and it turned to ugly car bashing, just like it should. <laughs> in typical car talk fashion. Yeah, it's brought back well, to the AU. Well, gentlemen, it's time for the quiz. Now, uh, I did ask Alan, but he didn't get back to me. So I was I'll... having a snooze. I apologize. All right, I, I, I but I wrote one anyway in, on my on my uh, on my time in the waiting room earlier this uh, earlier this evening. So obviously, ten questions where we we find out who's got who gets bragging rights with by winning the most or by win, getting the answers the correct answer. It's probably going to be David. Let's be honest. Oh well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so shall we get into it, gentlemen? Yes. Yep. Question one. 
What car am I? Brought to Australia in the 1990s, this four-door sedan was supposed to be a possible replacement for a car made here in Australia. It came only as an automatic and in top-level trim with leather, six-stack CD player, and a three-liter David. David. Sounds a bit like a Ford Taurus. Ford Taurus is correct. Well done. I'll film that. <clears throat> I don't uh, know they actually brought them into Australia. Yeah. Yeah, they're all American built. Sure. Sure, sure, yeah. Sure. The Ford Taurus SHO had its heads developed by which company? Oh. So they had the SHO was their sports variants from the 80s and, and into the 90s, and even when they finished the, the, the last version. But the, the early the early Taurus, I'm, I'm actually after, they actually had quite a quite a very good engine, and they were faster, or if not the same speed or from area, or faster than Mustang Ooh. GTs at the time. Scott. Scott. So this is probably wrong anyway, but Yamaha? Yamaha, it's correct. What well up? Oh, it was. So it was the same yeah. as the um, uh, 1J in that. Yeah, yeah. They had, they had, they had Yamaha heads, and they sounded amazing when they were on song. Because ah. that's the only thing I could think of. Because I know Yamaha are brilliant at making heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Toyota 2000 GT. Mm-hmm. Yep. Question three: In what year did the BMW E30 and three finish production worldwide? David. David. I'll channel Ed here, so I'll probably be a year off. Uh, <laughs> 1990. Incorrect. Alum. Alum. So the one year up or down. <laughs> Thank you, David. We'll go 91. 91's correct. <laughs> oh! <laughs> God. Uh, score check, David. Damn it, Ed. Why aren't you here to, take, to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, game is uh, tied up at one all. Question four: What racing series was the BMW M3 uh, E30 M3, I should say, designed to compete in? Or, or what rate? What racing group, I should say? Would be, would be David. Uh, David. Oh, GT Touring Cars. Incorrect. Uh, Scott. Scott. Was it the DTM series? It was made to go in that, but like a specific group we're after. Oh, okay. I got nothing, so nothing. we might as well move on. Group A, all for Group A, uh, Group A series racings. Oh, uh, so Group A, okay. Yes, yeah, so Group A, like the uh, like the VN Commodore SS, like the Sierra Cosworth, like the Mercedes One Ninety Cosy as well. All for Group A. <clears throat> Question five: The last Iron Lion Holden V Eight was sold in which model? Scott. Scott. Oh God, VL, incorrect. As ah, later, wasn't it? God damn it! Yeah. So that was their 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 version, their, their Australian V8. Or David, David, VT, VT is correct. VT Series One, to be exact. And they Series Two, they went to the uh, Gen Three LS One. There you go. Ah, my next. No, uh, would have thought maybe. VS. You'd be close. You'd be close with VS, but um, VT. Yeah. They, they did have them at the start. A, a VT SS with a, or even a VT Cali with a with a five with a with the good old Iron Lion five liter would was actually. Because then they changed to LS one, didn't they? That's right. That's Question six: What car am I? Built as a turbocharged two-door sports car. This little sports car comes with a carbon fiber monocoque chassis, um, surrounded by a composite shell. It features two seats, a 1750cc four-cylinder engine, and a six-speed dual-clutch transmission. 
only available here in three colors, modern yellow and two reds. And it's currently still for sale. David. David. Uh, is that the Alpha 4C? It is the Alpha 4C. Nope. I, was, I was like, it's the Alpha. I just don't know what the damn model name yeah. is. <laughs> By the time we got there, David. <laughs> just snuck in. 4C. Well, I'm currently for sale from Italia. What car am I? Alpha 4C. Um, is it still okay. like 104 grand or something? Yeah, they're not cheap. <laughs> Question seven. Toyota's Gazoo Racing stands for what? Well, you just said it, don't you? No, I'm asking you what Gazoo Racing stands for. Okay. Well, do you... Well, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> You're going GR, it stands for Gazoo Racing. <laughs> I have read it somewhere, I can't remember it. Am I getting nothing, gents? Scott. Scott. Has it got something to do with the Jetsons? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> uh, I mean, they, they did have what was, the, what was called the Great Gazoo in the Jetsons. The right? Great Gazoo, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and look, you know what? I'll give you 0.5 for trying. That was a good effort. Thank you. But it's incorrect. Anyone else would have a go? Um, it's a rip on Kazoo, the musical. No, no, it's, it's not. I, want a, I want half a point for trying then. <laughs> it stands for Image, which is the name of a portal site that Toyota used, a Toyota, uh, portal Toyota website. That was in, uh, evolved in this, that Toyota was establishing. Yeah, they called it Gazoo. So, and oh, okay. in what you question it, in what year did Daihatsu pull out of Australia? Ooh. David, I'll have a guess. It's got to, all right, boys. Don't get ready to jump in. It's going to be one year on, one year up, or, or one, one year above or below. Two thousand and five. Incorrect. Oh, Alan. I'll go two thousand six. It is two thousand and six. <laughs> that is not fair. God. It's not it's not fair. That's that's, that's hard. So I'm just sitting in wait hoping that Alan gets it wrong so then I can quickly jump in yeah. and get it right. <laughs> go, go the other way. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, okay. Questions question nine. In what decade did the Jeep Grand Cherokee first come out in? Ooh. Grand Cherokee. Grand Cherokee. Not Grand the Cherokee. Cherokee. Not the Cherokee, the Grand Cherokee. Alum. Alum. You're just doing Grand Cherokee, right? Correct. Maybe the 90s? 90s is correct. Well done. Oh, score check, gentlemen. Uh, David 3. Alum 3, by stinging off David's points, by the way. Um, <laughs> hey, I got twice. one to read by myself. <laughs> uh, Scotty on 1.5. So, last question. Oof. Uh, well, it's still, I can still win. <laughs> <laughs> question 10. Uh, Alfa Romeo has how many models currently on sale in Australia today? Ooh, David. David. The Julietta is still available for sale. I wonder if it's still on the website. I'm not saying anything. Okay, it is still available because I was at um, an Alfa dealership the other day. Uh, the Julia, the Stelvio. You don't want the different models of Stelvio? No, just, just the, uh, main, the main names. 4C, that would be it, I'd say. So how many is that, David? Four. It is four, well done. Whoa! <laughs> David takes it with four. So you, and you named them all as well, which was going to be the bonus question. So, <laughs> uh, 
So, um, so Stelvio, which also comes as a, as a uh, as a hybrid, I think, from memory. Did they do a Stelvio hybrid? Let me, let me double check that. Uh, don't think so. That I think the stunning. Stelvio comes in a quadrifolio. Yeah, green quadrifolio. That's right, quadrifolio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get the Julia, Julia quadrifolio. Um, you get the four C, and you get the Julieta. The Julieta is similar to the Lancer in a way. It's been around for ten or twelve years now in that yeah. same basic format, but. Um, yeah, not not for this world much longer, sadly. It's actually a good-looking car, the Julieta. I always thought it was quite a good-looking car. Yeah, uh, not bad at all. But not. not I saw a, a Miko the other day too. Haven't seen one of those for a while. Yeah. Forgot about those, and oh, they, cool. they, they did exist for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but well done, David. Four, um, Scotty on one point five, Alan on three. Well done, David. Excellent. Oh, thank you very much. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> I think we're out of time, gents. I think so too. I think a pretty good show. Yep. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a great one. Uh, like and share our Facebook page as Car Talk T O R Q U E with Money J. If you miss any of our previous episodes, are all up on Chat Engine, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasting apps. And if you can subscribe, ring review to Car Talk. Check out our merch. Support the show. It gives you all this free content by buying some merch on our Teespring store. Um, so go to go to teespring.com and type in Car Talk Store, or just go to just go to our, our Facebook page and the link is on there. Scotty had to go, so thank you, Scotty. Alan, plugs for you. Once again, stay tuned for our Uncovering Mystery show coming soon um, to a podcast near you. Um, and I think more importantly, reminding everyone um, that is going to listen to the the VOD or the podcast as soon as it uploads. David, give yourself a plug for your, your car trivia knowledge. If if, if you're after, if if, if anyone's after um, someone's <laughs> for car trivia. Uh, David, your, 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 number, your number is <laughs> <laughs> Scampy Princey on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, hit, hit, hit him up there. Hit, hit, hit the uh, hit, hit Mr. Prince up there. And also, if you need the best uh, interior repair work that I uh, that I know, um, the man oh, is a, the man is a very kind of you to say interior um, interior god in, in, in that. So uh, so so definitely hit him up. He's he's the man, the myth, the legend when it comes to doing that sort of stuff. So we'll, we'll have to give you a plug for that, of course, Mr. Prince. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen. Always a pleasure having you guys on. Pleasure being on. And I will see you guys next time. Take it easy. Catch you later. Awesome. See you then.